Welcome back to the Wild West Tennis Podcast, brought to you by Quality Shot Tennis. I'm here with Jose Luis Cleric, who's a former top five player from Argentina and the top. ESPN Deportes commented, Jose, great to have you here. Thank you very much. It's, a, it's an honor for me to, to be with you, man. Yeah. Thank you. This guy is cool. I grew up a big fan of him. Awesome on clay, but he can still play on hard court. Hell of a Davis Cup player. But what I'd like to talk to you about, Jose, is your career in broadcasting. Broadcasting. Well, I started like almost 30 years ago. It was, I am. I was the. the I were the, the first men doing the international commentator. I'm very happy. It's really. It's an honor for me to work, especially with this, with ESPN. You know, it's something huge. It's something big. It's something you have to to work hard every day to be there. You know, there's a lot of people that would like to go there. You know, to but uh, I'm very, very happy. Well, you're very, very fortunate because, as you know, the competition, and you've been doing it longer than anybody for ESPN Deportes. You said around 30 years. Yes, yes. When, when did you retire? Was it the late 80s? I was in the 85. I was retired, and then after that, I started to play again when I was when I were uh, 35 years old because Connors called me to say, Jose, you want to be on the tour? The champion tour, I say sure, I would like to go over there. But then after that, I started to do the com my, my commentator with ESPN. Yeah, and you've had like the experience of knowing all the top players. And um, I guess if you could speak with one, like in your time, was there one player in particular that you didn't want to play? Or maybe Jimmy. Yeah, I mean, Jimmy must like you, right? He, he invited you to be on that tour. No, it's my buddy, it's my buddy, but he, he, he was tough. John, he was tough. Beyond, he was tough. Guillermo, the Ivan, you know, everybody was really, really, really tough on the court. But I mean, the, the, the more difficult guy on the court, for sure, he was John. He still, even today, we are very, very good friends. But you know, he has a strong personality. He fight with everybody. You know, you have to be <laughs> focused. You have yeah. to concentration. But he's uh, he was a fantastic guy. Yeah. So. Playing a Serbian volley player was more challenging, or was the combination that he's a lefty Serbian volleyer, or that it's just John and the genius of John? You, you know what I mean? No, 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 no. I know, I know. Well, it was, it, it, it's where really difficult to play with him because he's a lefty. He has, in my, in my opinion, one of the best surfers in, in history in tennis is John McEnroe. I agree with you. Because you know what happened? It was hard to see where he's going to serve. In the last time he changed the the spot, you know, he changed the, the way he was hitting. He was really, really tough. And also, you know, he pushing too much pressure to you. He's always on the net. He's always there, you know. But anyway, I would like to. I, I, I love it to play with him. And what about your your fellow countryman? Um, Guillermo Villas. Yeah, Guillermo Villas. Another guy. lefty. Another lefty, tough, very tough, very, very strong guy. Yeah. Like a, he was like a bull, you know, before yeah. to. To play against him, you know, you have to be really, really concentrated, and you have to say, okay, if you he put 20 balls on the court, you have to put 24. If, mm -hmm. if he put 25, you have to put 30 balls. Mm -hmm. But that, that day he was more mentally, mm -hmm. mentally and strong. You have to be really strong on the court, good physique, good condition, because the match was so long. I remember I played with John the finals in Cincinnati. The finals of the Davis Cup. We played just one match, five hours, forty-five minutes, just only one match. And before I played Rocco Tanner, three hours, and then we played the the, the one of the longest uh, 
Octavos matches against Bill Fleming, John Villas, and myself. It wasn't that in Argentina, that no, match? No, no, was no, that that ma no, that match was in Cincinnati. Oh, that, that was also Cincinnati? That's the Cincinnati, okay. it, that's, it was the final, but before we play, I think it was quarterfinals in Davis yeah. Cup. We played in Argentina. Yeah. For sure, we played in clay, you know, yeah. in the slow clay. That's when, that's when Arthur Ashe was the captain, right? Yes, correct. Yeah, that's yes. the famous one, maybe not for the town. Well, it's famous in my mind because I remember it was everyone wanted to win. I for mean, sure. you know, the passion. And they know you. The cool thing is what uh, Jose Luis Claret, he's a modest man. He's friends with all these guys. And they, but when they're playing and they're competing for their countries, it brings out a whole different beast. It wasn't so easy to play in our country, you know, because the, the passion, they stopped the country to see Pilas and Claire, you know, it was really, and you feel that. It was the, it was, you know, so much pressure for for everybody. Yeah. You know, you open, you try to listen the radio, they're talking about Pilas and Claire, you're watching the TV, talking about Pilas and Claire, you read the newspaper, it's talking about, I said, cheesy, give me a break, give me, you know, <laughs> I want to be relaxed a little bit. It was tough, you know, I prefer yeah. to play outside of the country that, okay, you know, I inside. Yeah, in, in that time, in the late 70s into the mid 80s, you didn't have as many tournaments in Argentina as they do now, or did they have more? I guess I'm not. No, we have, we have two, we have 2050, two tournaments like okay. that. One in Buenos Aires and one in Cordoba. Okay. It's, it's really nice, it's very important. I think we started to, to have more uh, uh, M15, they call M15, no ITF anymore. Right. And they have a lot of uh, more challengers. I mean, that's, that's good for the young kids. They start yeah. to play tennis because they need to find some points. And yeah. to travel for us, it's so expensive. We are right. so far away. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not well, so easy. Well, you know, with um, Juan Martin Del Potro uh, retiring, and Diego Schwartzman getting a little older. Um, are there some players up and coming that, that maybe we are not aware of that you well, want to no, talk no. about? Well, if we're talking about to try to see any top top ten players, I can say no, no way, not yet, no yet, yeah, no, 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 no yet. That's right. We have a very good players, but no, no, not really top like for sure. Like Juan Martin de Potro, forget it. What about the what about Diego Schwarzman? No yet. But right. I mean, we have, they have to work really, really hard to have somebody like that. You know, and it's interesting you say that, Jose. We are obviously in Guadalajara, as you can see behind us. And Jose, I, I think at Los Cabos I was looking for you, but I couldn't find you. Maybe, no, 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 maybe you were on the there. golf course? No, 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 I wasn't there. <laughs> you were not no, there? No, no, no. Okay. I met your uh, Monica Puy I spoke with. Yes. But Jose, if you can speak a little bit, I think Argentina may have the same issue maybe that Mexico does. Mexico has all these tournaments here. No, Mexico, they, they do so many big tournaments, you know, you have right. Acapulco, you have, a, mm -hmm. you have a, like a, the Santos Goy family do, you know, yeah. so it's really unbelievable, you know, they, they yeah. started in February to do it, 2015 women, they did it last year, WTA final. That was amazing. That's amazing, this one also, you know, to have this one is, is something really huge, it's something very important for Latin America to have some tournament like that. And Jose, I'm not sure if this is going to happen, but I've read reports that by 2024, Los Cabos might be the week before Acapulco or the week after, which would be incredible. Can you imagine you go to Los Cabos, Acapulco? That's a great idea because right? you have two tournaments in Mexico, you know, yep. you know how just only one tournament. I think for Acapulco, it's good anyway because you have uh, Acapulco, Indian Wells, and Miami. 
precisely. Yeah, it's good for practice. It's good to be ready. It's a great tournament, you know. But it's, it's unbelievable. I think they have the ATP. They have to give a, you know, some big tournaments, more like a, you know, a thousand tournaments. I know? agree. Yeah, and I think for that to happen, um, Jose Luis, that the there's a 500 in Rio yes. uh, around the time of Acapulco. Yes. So if, if Cabo could switch in the calendar with Rio, it would be better for the calendar. Yes. But then the question is, does it have to become a 500? It, that's a little too much political talk, I guess. But political, and also what happened if you, they change the Rio, what happened with Buenos Aires and Cordoba? You know, you gotta be alone. Okay, so this is, this is why we get in an expert like this. Can we talk about that? Yes. Because what, what the impact, if, if Rio were to go to in the calendar to, it would be in the summer, it would be August. So if Rio went to August, that would upset the whole balance of the South American swing. Nobody's going to be in South America just for one tournament, you know? Yes, yeah. okay. Be, I don't think that's a good idea to have only one tournament in South America. You know what, guys? I don't. I think I just started a rumor that's not true. I don't think it would make sense for the the Rio tournament to have to switch because it would offset what they're doing with the South American swing. So maybe it just it another solution's available. Um, but Jose, you mentioned this tournament, the family here that runs it, the senior and the junior. How long have you known these this family? It sounds oh, like you have a tight now, long time, almost 25 years. I really? Know. Yeah, I know Gustavo. He was my my chief. You know, really? because I used to have a tennis academy here in Acapulco, and he was my boss. You kidding me? Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> and also he called me. You know, I, like a 20, 22 years ago, I played here in Guadalajara with John Borg. Okay. We played. Uh, we we went. You know, we were uh, old guys. You know, to play. But uh, I know Gustavo for many, many years. Yeah, he's a make a great guy. And then you know, just the idea that they have these great tournaments here. Will that lead to there being more? Tennis players from Mexico emerging, getting getting some wins, getting in the top 100, 200 on tour? Just if if they find any 100, it was amazing for Acapulco, I mean for Mexico. I wish one day they can have anybody like that. It's not so easy, it's not to find, it's not, it's not so so simple, so, so, it is difficult. It's a young guy, I do not remember the name, he's good in, in, in junior, He's one of the best junior in the world today. I don't remember the name. I hope one day he can arrive 100, top yeah. 100. And was I he wish. from Mexico or Argentina? No, he's from Mexico. I, he may have, they, they have top junior that played there, um, but I don't know if this is the same guy. I can, I can try to find out. But the idea would be, you've had great champions from your country yourself, Vilas, and now uh, with Del Pocho and Schwartzman, and others in between, the Chela. Was right, right, Chela. right. He was in Albandian. He was. Oh, yeah, Albandian, uh, of course. He was Correa. He was yeah. Gaudio. He was so many good players from Argentina. He yeah. was Haite, I mean, Mancini. Very yeah, good that's right. Player, yes. They were. They were the, the Mancini and, and Haite. Were they, were they your generation or just after? No, you? no, no. After, after, after. after yes. I'm yeah. a little bit older. So it's a bit interesting, though. You, you have this long run, and then you have a dry spell, kind of like in the United States. You know, we we were winning majors every year. Roddick yes. won in '03 and. We haven't had a singles champion since. So th these ebb and flow of tennis is normal uh, really around the whole world. Yeah, but I mean, when the federation didn't do anything, you know, it's hard to find some good players. That's what happened in my country. Okay, so what, what can you say about that? That may, The federation is not working together? It's not cohesive? No, I think they don't do the correct way to do, to, to try to do champions. Okay. You know, because you need to start with uh, kids, you know, five, six years, seven years old. 
and then you start thinking about the future uh, champions. But if you don't do anything behind the good players, it's, you're never going to find another tennis players. Well, how did it work for you? I saw a documentary on, on Guillermo who was a little older than you, isn't he? Yes, he's uh, six years older than I am. Okay, see, he's, he's, a kind he's of 70. Is he really? He's 70, man. We're getting old. He's a cool dude, too. I, uh, I'll just a quick thing on him. I, yes. I was at a fantasy camp for John Newcomb. And uh, John Newcomb, he's at a fantasy camp, and Vilas was coaching me. And man, he was such a cool dude. Such a, a he loves people. He yes. loves tennis, like you. Um, so, you know, the question, I guess, remains that if, if they're not working to develop these five and six-year-olds, is it because they don't have the right personnel, or they're just stuck to a system that maybe they don't want to change? That's a very good question, excellent question. What happened in my country, in Argentina, we have a very good coaches. Mm -hmm. Because you have coaches, they, they, they used to play tennis, they used to be on the tour. Okay. But you don't need that guys to start to teach tennis. You need teacher, you need maestro. You yes. Know, you know yes. what I mean? Yeah. To keep like, hours and hours and hours showing the the way to hit forehand, backhand, serve, volley, to run. You need the really el maestro. Yeah. Not the yeah. really coach. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And it, it's it's well, you you have faith that perhaps you know you'll see some changes. Uh, the last thing I would like to ask you is, what are your plans for, you know, when you have the off season and you're not covering tournaments for ESPN? Deportes, what do you like to do? I know you have a big family. Yeah, I have a big family. I have five kids. I have the the young one. She's uh, she's 11 years old. She's, you know, I spend a lot of time with her, and I play golf. Yeah, I love to play golf. Yeah, you relax. I mean, this guy's in amazing shape. You do one of these, and you're like, whoa! <laughs> so and it's cool. He said he said he's uh, 60 something, but 64, I, man. Yeah, it's like that Beatles song, "When I'm 64." So, when I'm 64, but, right. you, but you don't seem to be a man, you have such vitality, you don't plan to stop commentating probably no, more. No, it's my life, to tennis is yeah. my life, it's yeah. something that I like, you know. I love when the ESPN say, Jose, you want to go to Guadalajara? I say, yeah. yes, yeah. I want to go now, not tomorrow, <laughs> you know. You want to go to Roland Garros, you yeah. want to go to US Open, you want to go to Wimbledon. I say straight away, now, tennis is my life. But you never stopped. If no. you had that playing career, and then you maybe took a little break, and then you went on the tour with Jimmy. You pretty much, every time of the year in June, you know you're gonna hopefully still be in Paris, or you go to Paris in May. You know in June you'll be at Wimbledon, and you know you'll be in New York in August. Yeah, that's your life. It is my life. You Tennis in my life, and also I'm very lucky because I, you know, working for, with, with ESPN, I know everybody. Yeah. If I was sitting in my house, I don't understand who is Roger Federer, who was uh, <laughs> Rafael Nadal, yeah. you know something like that, but I was very lucky to work with ESPN, man. Well, we're lucky to have you. I'm going to let thank you go. You He's got to get to work, and I might, yeah, I have I might get him in trouble, yes. but thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Wild West Tennis Podcast brought to you by uh, Quality Shot Tennis. Remember to subscribe, like, or follow us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you. See you, guys. Adios. Ciao.